So my parents actually met in Boston when they were in dental school, and they started a practice together in Staten Island, New York, uh, after they graduated school. We didn't live there long. My dad is still there doing dental work, but my mom, I guess when she was pregnant with me, got carpal tunnel and then couldn't practice anymore. So we, while they were still married, I don't know, the, apparently we were living in not such a good area. Like my mom said she came out one day and someone was shot in front of the house. And at that moment she decided to like take me and move back to Pennsylvania where she grew up. They were still married, but my dad lived in New York and my mom lived in Pennsylvania. And I guess he would come home on the weekends. I don't really remember. They had a really, like, rocky relationship. I don't, my mom still doesn't like to talk about it a lot. Like, she still gets really angry, although it's been, I don't know, what, like, 20-some years. Officially, I guess, I think I was about five. And he took off with the hygienist of the dental company. He was, like, 13 years younger. is one of those things. And he was a cheater and, like, a lot of bad things. They had a really horrific divorce and, like, a, a lot of, like, cutthroat things. It was really rocky. Uh, I guess I was around five, and we had to like leave our house and everything that we had and rent a townhouse for a while. So I was little. I really don't remember much, like maybe a little like photograph snapshots of certain times during that time, but other than that, too young to remember. I was angry. Like I used to violently attack my mom, and apparently it was like these. I don't know. I had. I was like in therapy when I was little because of that, and. It was had something to do with those kind of things. And I remember, I just remember being very attached to my mom too. And when she, she married a couple of years after who has been my, my stepdad is like amazing. And he's been my stepdad for like 17 years. So, but when she first met him, I like hated him. I like attached myself completely to her and like didn't want anything else. And those are more of the feelings I remember of that. And maybe it wasn't necessarily directed to my father or anything, but this kind of clinging to like the one thing that you have, not wanting to share that. I have like one memory when I was little, my dad is like has a very big temper, would like punch holes in the walls and stuff like that, like really angry. And the only thing I remember is there was one time that I couldn't sleep, tried to climb into bed with them. I was five, I think, when we moved. So I was little, like maybe four or so. And my dad freaked out and screamed. And like, I remember just being terrified of him. And then I've always had this like, Every time we would interact, it would be like, I'd be very quiet, very submissive. And that's the only memory I really have of him that I do remember my mom like and clarify that that really happened. And I remember being like terrified and running and hiding and just being like scared of him. So when he was there, he wasn't necessarily like a positive presence, even though that's kind of what the photographs represent. That's not really what my memory of interacting with him when I was little was. So during the divorce, my mom had full custody, but I had visitation rights. Um, so it was limited interaction when I was little. I would maybe go once every couple months or maybe over the holidays. And when I, it was time for him to pick me up, I would freak out and scream and cry and like hide. And my mom said she used to be like terrified to let me go. It was sporadic, but it was, he would pick me up. We lived in Pennsylvania and he lived in New York. So he'd pick me up and the whole car ride would be silent. Like he would send me to like camps and stuff so he wouldn't have to interact with me and so there was never like a personal relationship formed like he would maybe take me places or buy me things but it was never like personal so 
and that continued into like my teen years almost I guess it was in high school and it was less and less but the times I would go visit there I, there was one time where I finally like vocalized that that was enough I, I'm not going to see him anymore because I remember I, I must have been like 14 or something I was younger and I went there for the weekend and the whole weekend I was left completely alone in the apartment they didn't take me with them I guess they were working I don't know where they were going completely alone and I was just you know I'm in New York and like go and walk the street they didn't have a key to the apartment like so that was like the moment that I put my foot down so I saw him like sporadically up until I was probably like an early teenager but then I on my own was able to decide that like that was enough so I have a half sister we have the same dad different moms and she's seven years older so she's gone through this similar thing He's done this twice now with leaving and then, you know, not forming relationships. And it's been the same thing for both of us, which is really, I mean, he has like his own family now, like he has kids and stuff. It always felt like it was an obligation. The phone calls were always very short. And I don't know, my my mom says he has like bipolar mental problems that he refuses to get medicated. I don't know how truthful that is, but apparently he has some social interaction issues, but... I don't know I don't know if he was loving with her. I don't know if he has that ability in him because he's never really shown it to me personally. I don't really know. It's been more of like I've always seen it as like I've been kind of like an obligation like he has to call maybe like on my birthday or something and sends the child support but that's it's always been about business it seems not about personal relations. It, it was strange like cuz he was always would buy your love kind of thing and like there was one one time when he used to call he would say like I love you at the end of the conversation and I like had stopped saying it back as like an act of defiance like you don't know what love is like why are we saying this it's so superficial and I remember the one I came to visit him next he had to sit me down and tell me that I had to tell him that I loved him at the end of a conversation because that's just I had to do it he it seemed like he felt like he was acting out his quote-unquote parental duties by doing these things, like by like sending flowers on my birthday or calling every couple months, but it, it seemed very forced, like it wasn't, um, to feel like he was acting like a parent even though he never like fulfilled those, those actual roles. Yeah, I just never really talked about it. I, I guess my mom isn't someone that I'd be really like comfortable bringing it up because it makes her very upset. Um, like, I talk about it with my sister more because my sister really likes to talk about it. He left her family when she was one, so she's literally spent her entire life trying to figure out what this is. She always says to me, like, why like, why aren't you so upset about this? Like, why doesn't this affect you like this? And I always say, like, oh, I'm farther away. It's like, I don't have to deal with it as often as you. She lives in the same city as he does, so he's always there. Where with me, it's so easy to keep a distance because I'm farther away, and it's just... So he used to call every once in a while, and now he has stopped that altogether. But um, when he would call, I would get so anxious and worked up and angry. I would forget about he even existed, and then all of a sudden he existed, and it's kind of easier to forget. So I only get really anxious and upset when there's kind of these reminders of him, which is why going through this rethinking process has caused a lot of anxiety in me, like kind of digging up these feelings that I normally just keep suppressed and don't talk about and um, I guess it does bother me more than I let people know but I guess it's easier to forget about it.
I don't know, my sister's so different. Like, she's in her 30s now, and, like, she even still keeps trying and trying and trying to build relationships and is constantly disappointed. And I kind of stopped. Like, we lived farther apart. It was easier to kind of stop and, like, push it away. I never really let myself think about it. Like, I almost feel, felt badly being upset about it because I had... My mom and my stepdad are such a like a happy pair and like I grew up in a happy home so it was kind of I felt badly being upset by that such an outside situation that wasn't even really part of my life and I wanted to keep it like separate. He was violent like he there are like certain instances where he acted violently upon people and you know I don't think he would ever like hurt me physically but even if I was riding in the car with him on a trip from Pennsylvania to Staten Island, it was cold. I wouldn't say, can you turn the air conditioning down? Like, I was afraid to even, like, say anything. So maybe that added to the silence? I don't know. And I was a really shy, quiet kid growing up, too. But yeah, there was always... When I would go to visit, I wasn't allowed to be by myself. I would pack a suitcase, and my stepmom would take it and hide it, and I had to wear the clothes that they wanted me to wear. So I had to like kind of be a different person when I was visiting with them because they're very well to do and I couldn't, I was like a tomboy. I had to, I don't know, I would always get taken to get my hair cut and my nails done and I would have to wear these fancy clothes. And so I like, you know, I was like a different person when I was there. Maybe that's why I was, I don't know, not comfortable. I was never comfortable. Maybe that's a better way to, I don't really know what I was afraid of in the end. It was just something that kind of like followed me into that time. He left my mom for the hygienist, and they are still married, and they have two kids. She had the kids when I was still like a young teenager, still going to visit, and they wouldn't tell them that I was a sister. They would say that I'm a friend. So when I would be in the car with them, and I'd be like, oh, dad, they're like, no, that's my dad. And they wouldn't correct them. And I'd be like, that's my dad, too. And they're like, no. And they'd be like, this is your friend. So it was a really weird relationship. and. When I had that internship, I remember we were out to dinner and my stepmom like humiliated me at the table in front of everybody. And I went to the bathroom and like started crying at the restaurant. And she, um, cause you know, it's like all of a sudden you're older and you're stuck back in those situations that you were in when you were younger that you've been trying to avoid your whole adult life. One of the kids found a photograph of me in a drawer or something and then asked my dad, oh, who is this? And when they like finally inquired about me, my dad was like, well, maybe you should get to know the kids. If we ever got together, I was like, we have to get together and be with the kids, and you should play with the kids. Even if I went to his house, like he would leave you with the kids. My dad still wouldn't even be present. Like Then it became about getting to know the kids, and my step stepmom at that one dinner was like, you need to be part of this family. Like, And I was like, you can't just force these kids on me. So it's just, it was a really weird relationship. Like It's like they were didn't want to tell them about this past life that my dad had, but then all of a sudden wanted to force the, again, false relationships on me with them. And I just wasn't okay with that. And I mean, my sister sees them um, and like babysits them and does stuff, but I really, I don't think of them as brother and sister like I do with my, my half-sister. I guess they're all half-siblings, but with my older sister. Yeah, just because of all the, and I guess it's not maybe fair to them, but like the one little girl tried to Facebook friend me recently and I was just didn't accept it. I was like, that's just too weird. I feel like I need to keep that separate. I think the hardest thing is 
you, you feel like if you have a biological parent, they would want to get to know who their, their children are. It's so impersonal, like even the, the minimal contact that he makes is so impersonal that I wish that he didn't make it at all. And I think that's what upsets me the most is that I am this person, I'm here, like it, you made me, you're part of my identity and yet you don't care. And that's, that's been the hardest thing, I guess, in my adult life is trying to deal with that fact that the, like I almost wish he he wasn't there and like would stop trying because the trying is he sends like text messages now instead of even like picking up the phone to call sometimes we'll have his kids send me the text message instead of him actually sending the message it's like why are you even and like he said before I had an internship in New York City uh, during college and met up with him for dinner and he went through this whole big thing like I'm so sorry I wasn't there for your childhood but we're going to change that and I'm going to be there now you know he makes these promises and all of a sudden it you know he doesn't follow through with them so to be constantly disappointed by someone I don't know you know how you see in movies sometimes how there's like these divorced parents or these dads who are like so gut-wrenchingly upset that they have to be away from their kids and stuff I wasn't even a thought in the whole process he didn't even care so it's kind of it's kind of hard, like whenever I see things like that, it's kind of like, well, that's not really how it is a lot of the times. I have dreams, reoccurring dreams, where I'm like screaming all of these emotions at him, like you were never there, like, you know, this is how upset it makes me. And I wish I had the guts to do that in person, but I'm always afraid for some reason, I don't know. I wish I had the guts to do that. And I don't even know, like my sister tried and didn't get any answers, but it would be really nice that maybe he could be aware of how, because I don't think he knows like how much that he's hurt us. And it would just be nice to have him be aware of that. And it'd be nice if he, when he is aware of that, that it could affect him in some kind of way. Like, is there ever a conclusion or is this something that you deal with for the rest of your life? If you could ever get an answer, would that stop the, the feelings and the, you know, the constant like search or the want. Um, he's never gonna change, so the situation's never gonna change. Um, and I feel like I've dealt with it the best I can, so when it keeps reappearing in these, these ways and you're reminded of all these things, like I don't know if I wanna keep experiencing that. I don't know how, you know, what can you do to change it rather than like change your mindset? I don't, I don't know what you do to, <laughs> keep going on, you know, on that same path, but, yeah. I'm curious if there's ever, you know, an end, or is there ever a, maybe it's years of therapy, I don't know. <laughs> He's not a very nice person, and although my mom always says he loves me in his own way, I've always, ever since I was ill, I had said I'm from a bad seed. I wish I didn't come from him. He is very manipulative, like a sociopath, is like violent and um, untruthful and not loyal. And although I'm sure he has good qualities that my mom doesn't share with me, like, you know, he, she married him for 10 years. But I certainly hope that <laughs> I don't share many qualities. And that's, that's kind of the sad thing. And it's like, I wish I could take that part of my identity. I look a lot like him and things like that. Like, I wish I could kind of take that away. But, and I don't think I have any of those same 
personality traits. I certainly hope not.